Hello everyone and welcome back to the Film Aspect. This is your now twice a week newscast, the second edition. And today we're going to be talking about the Oscars. How are you doing, Brian? Brian. Brain. I'm Almost doing well, Aaron. Hi, <laughs> I held. It's good. No, a wee fumble. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, I compl- we were just saying before this, we completely forgot that the Oscars... I, actually, I never forgot. I just didn't know that they were coming out today. Because we'll, I didn't we'll know f- they were coming out. No, I am... Um, it's quite handy though, because we're actually like lined <laughs> up with something to record yeah. for once. <laughs> I think it's mainly because we haven't seen any of the movies because they're not available. That and it, the cinemas aye. have been closed. That has been my major takeaway from this. Before, like looking at these films, I'm just like, I want to talk about you, but I've not seen any of you really. You know, I there's saw... maybe like two two of them, unless you're talking about pirating means, which I'm just Well, not... <laughs> um, Judas, Judas and the Black Messiah is available for renting on Prime, so... I nearly got that the other day, yeah. but I'm also thinking about how Justice League's coming out, and then Godzilla's coming out, and then Mortal Kombat's coming out, and I kind of be paying 60 quid a month just to watch movies, you know? Well, like, had my bank account not got tanned on Saturday, <laughs> I probably <laughs> probably would have bought it. But you know, <laughs> thanks a lot, Google. <laughs> I know that's it. We're boycotting. We're taking them off Google Podcasts <laughs> until he gets his money back. <laughs> Aye, but um, I yeah, uh, I think I think it's a major major issue with the fact that that like how you know. <sighs> I, I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is just me moaning because like ah we should get. I mean UK I feel like always gets screwed over when it comes to the release dates of these films. And to be honest, I don't really see how. What, what like I'm sure I've said it before. Now with streaming streaming platforms, how how is this such an issue where it's like, what have we got out of the kind of major contenders? We've got Trailish Chicago Seven because it's on Netflix. We've got Marini's Black Bottom, which is nominated for some Netflix again. And uh, Mank, Mank is nominated Net- for a bunch. Netflix again, so it's like if it's not on Netflix, we're not seeing it basically. So like a lot of these, you know, I, you know, I, uh, what's it called? Nomadland, land. Yeah, it's coming out the day before the Oscars, I believe, on Disney Plus. Uh, no World Minari. We're just saying Judas and the Black Messiah, but then these big price tags, sixteen pound. I get like I get it. Like if. I would be 100% cool with this if it was like, you know, I go to you, oh mate, I'm buying Judas and the Black Messiah for 16 quid, you chip in, I chip in, maybe some other folk chip in, we all just go and we come round to mine, but we can't fucking do that because we're not yeah. allowed to go and we're still in lockdown, so that just, it, that £16 price tag, especially when it's like, that's basically how much I was paying monthly for the Cineworld card to go and see as many films as I want just for this yeah. one so i had money not being an issue sure i would have seen more of these movies but you know there's some other big releases coming out in the next month that i would like to see and and paying over 15 pound each time is quite yeah um i know i could avoid justice league coming out next week because it's on sky cinema so i could just buy a month of that but then you told me about the 720p thing and the 1080 and i was just like not nope, 4k or none <laughs> well that's getting released yeah on 4k next week Aye, that but that, some of the news. that'll be that'll be paid. No, like on on 4K UHD Blu-ray, it's coming out next week. Excuse me. Yeah, um, and like the twenty somethingth. But 
See, going back to the the whole streaming stuff, I'd be more inclined to buy it possibly if you paid your sixteen quid for it and then it was released on Blu-ray. You got a copy of that as well. That would be a See, nice the, inclusion. Yeah, I mean, because as sixteen quid is a lot of money for a film, just to like, rent it or, or buy it on digital, which I don't really really like doing as it is. Mm-hmm. Just because I- of the instability of of titles on streaming platforms because they can even if you own it on prime you don't actually own it you know they can follow it as soon as amazon lose the rights to it mm-hmm. yeah that's that so seems I... like a really kind of sketchy thing but it, i it just it's especially it's quite a shame because in all honesty looking at this this lineup this is probably the most interesting i think lineup we've had in a while because yeah. i like we've kind of spoken about before like obviously now they're trying to meet um you know a lot of uh kind of mandates in a way where they're like trying to say like this amount of um you know like ethnic minorities and stuff being included in the production and like directing writing and all these kind of things and when that when that was first announced i was like a little against it in the sense of like it did feel like well it should be like a quality thing and 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 if it ended up in that year that it was 100% 100% ethnic minorities and that's 100% fine that was kind of my like knee-jerk reaction to to hearing that and may, I think it was was it maybe last year was the first year we kind of got some of it yeah I can't I can't quite remember to be honest what happened last year but then seeing this lineup it genuinely think like I would say is the most interesting lineup we've had in years like I like trying to stay engaged in the whole Oscars debate, obviously struggling this year, but like there are times I'll go, you know what? Nah, I'm not watching that. Like there's, you know, like something like say the the Phantom Thread nominated for Best Picture. I go, that to be honest looks pish. I'm not going to do it. That's just like Oscar bait pish. Yeah. And and when I look at this newest lineup, uh, to be honest, Manx's the only one that comes across like that to me. They kind of... All oh, right, I I can get get why that would that would be there. Like that would be there any year, regardless, you know. Yeah. And and phew, ten nominations it's got, ten nominations for Mank, which I think is a bit ridiculous. But yeah, this this new lineup, the the way the films that they've got here, it has me genuinely quite like reinvigorated to get all of these films watched in a way that I haven't been before. Because I think sometimes it's a bit checklisty, just so as like so I can be a part of a conversation rather than something I genuinely want to see. But, you know, most of these movies bar... The Trial of Chicago 7 didn't didn't appeal to me, to be honest. But the rest of them were films that I actively, like, when I heard or saw anything about them, I was like, I want to see that. And now to see them all, like, on, on the Oscars, I, I'm really excited for that. And I think there could be... There could there could be years when we're sitting here thinking like maybe that didn't deserve to get there, but it's here for X Y Z reasons. But I I also think that what we'll get is a a, a more diverse like not <laughs> obviously it's meant to be diverse, but like diverse lineup of, of films that maybe wouldn't have got there. And to some people maybe that goes ah oh, well yeah, that doesn't deserve it. But it also like for me the Oscars is about highlighting films that I probably wouldn't have seen a lot of the time. You're like there's a potential that I, I maybe that would have flew under my radar and quite a lot of the time when it comes to the Oscar films the only reason I've seen them is because of that but then to see them ones where like now I actually really do like these sound interesting so I'm just going to jump into like the, the 
some of the nominations we have. We've got Mank with 10, The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Nomadland, Sound of Metal and Trial of the Chicago 7 all receiving 6. So Mank is ahead with the most, which pff, we didn't like it. You didn't like it, did you? No. Nah, so... Um, but I'm not surprised by that because no. it's the type of film that Hollywood loves. Mm-hmm. I think it'll win more than it loses, but I don't think oh, it'll take any of the big ones. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the big ones. Um, so for best picture, we had Minari, Sound of Metal, Nomadland, Trial of Chicago Seven, Promising Young Woman, The Father, and Judas and the Black Messiah. Out of these, obviously, we can't really comment on the quality of most of these because we've not seen them. No. So what we'll say is, what are these? Are you most interested in seeing? Do any of these pique your interest? Uh, I'm most interested in seeing probably the Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, and Sound of Metal. Mm-hmm. I, I've been. Those are. I'd say for me, Judas and Black Messiah, Sound of Metal, and Minari for me. Um, I what like literally when I was going, I would have bought it last night actually. But it was actually Amelia said no. <laughs> she was just like, <laughs> I'm not in the mood to watch it. But I watched the trailer and it actually gave me like proper goosebumps. It's just like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sucker for a good old trailer. Get a good wee bit of music, some bass drops in there. And I'm just like, mate, I'm sold. I'm ready for it. Uh, but that was the case for Judas and Black Messiah. And I love a bit of Lucky Stanfield as well. And Daniel Kaluuya. But uh, Riz Ahmed as well. He's been like, he's kind of one of those, like, like I saw him in... Nightcrawler, loved him in that. And then I actually watched some of his uh so he, like he also does rap. Like he's he's a rapper as well. And I listened right. to I remember listening to his album and he done some like kinda short for that they're called like visual, you know, whatever they call them when it's like accompanied with the the, the but their music video was basically but they're kinda short films and I actually really liked his style like the style he had with the director he was working with. Um right. so Riz Ahmed's been a, a quite a, a good one for me, but then seeing the sound of metal sounds good, I think. I, I don't... I, I would... This is one of the ones that I don't think would have came here. Like, this is like a different sounding kind of film for the Oscars, don't you think? Yeah. Like, I think I think uh, that's... Hmm? I was going to say, you just completely cut out for me for the last 15 seconds and I've got no idea what film you're talking about. <laughs> is it still sound of metal? Still sound of metal. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just, I was just, I was just saying that like it's, it sounds like a different kind of movie to me. Like these are the kind of films that, like when I look at this, Sound of Metal is the kind of film. Like I don't know if that would have been there before, but I'm kind of glad it spices it up a wee bit for me. Would you agree? Maybe. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I honestly don't think i can make a comment on the films that i haven't seen until i see them as far as for best mm. picture goes because i i feel as if i'm i don't know quite brutally honest sometimes in, in films if i don't think they're up to like the to mm. be held in the 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 highest higher regard as you know oscar winning best picture i'll still take that fairly seriously and I, it all comes down to the quality of the film the quality of the kind of final product so until I see them, I don't go by, I don't watch very many trailers, so mm. I don't have a feel for stuff like Minari or Nomadland because I haven't really watched the trailers. So, um, out of the one that you have seen, Trailer Chicago Seven, do you think it deserves to be there? Mm-hmm. 
had this been like Not a year, really. there maybe more films that come out or whatever. Do you think like that would be the ha- usual? Ha- I'm I'm very surprised that Tenet's not there, pretty much at all. Um, I because uh, no, the Academy I'm not surprised. love I, I, Academy yeah. love Christopher Nolan. Um, I don't know. I uh, I Trial of the Chicago Seven is an Oscar Beatty type of film. Uh, it's like good in quotation marks kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it had had it been a a, a richer year. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would have been there. But see, to be honest with you, had it been a better year for film, I don't think Mank would have been there either. Had there been stuff... Mank feels like that, the kind of... Aye. I think, and I've, I, I, I've been, I haven't been shy in this opinion, I think the quality of films has been in a steep decline for the last few years mm-hmm. as far as, you know, Oscar winners and Oscar nominees, so... None of them, very few of them, have blown me away. And I think, and thinking, my goodness, mm, that is a that is a good film. I feel like when you talk about some of the older Oscar films, they are very formulaic, like built from the ground up to be nominated for Oscars. And I know, like everyone will say, that's not the intention with a lot of these films. And I like knowing the kind of process of it. You never start an idea being like, "I'm gonna, this is going to the Oscars one day," but. There is like a there is like when you see the lineups most years, you look at the lineups, you'll be like, oh, aye, it's another it's an Oscar film. Like it's in that lineup. And that's what I like about this, because I'm looking at these and I'm not seeing Oscar films. I'm just seeing like movies that I might be like that that could be interesting. So I can see he's, he's mm. gritting his teeth there. He's not <laughs> nah, I think I think these have all got Oscar Oscars written all over them. Um Well, yeah, I mean <laughs> I suppose everyone is going to have to a degree, but I, I'm just like, literally, when I think of like the Oscar film, I just think of, I think of Green Book, even, and I think of the Phantom Thread, even though I don't think the Thra- Phantom Thread won, but it's like, those are the kind of films that I think of when I think of like Oscar films, just because of like that kind of run of the mill, like serious drama with like some big heavy hitter doing some crazy you know, performance, and that, that just, it kind of bores me sometimes, although it, it maybe shouldn't, and that's not obviously the intention, but, uh, like, something like Judas and the Black Messiah and Sound of Metal is the concept, like, an idea first, in terms of, like, making it a film, rather than it being, like, this prestigious work of art, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you, I get what you're saying. Um, but I suppose, like, again, we're just going to have to wait and see. I'm, I could be sitting saying all this, and then come April when I've maybe seen all of them, I'll be like, these are all shit movies. But, <laughs> because, like, looking, Mank is the only one out of the, uh, the like, the leading ones that I've seen. I'm going to, now that it's been nominated, I will watch Trial of Chicago 7. I suppose, like, there's no much excuse for it. Do you know where the father Willer would have been? Um, I don't. It's not out here yet. I don't think. I think it's not the end all. of this month. It comes all right. out. All right. Um. Okay. So moving on to the other categories, we had best director. We had uh, Thomas Vinterberg for another round, which is the Mads Mikkelsen film, which we were talking about the other week. Is supposedly supposedly have has pretty good reviews, but seems to have missed out on a lot of these. Uh, we had David Finch for Mank, Lee Isaac Chung for Minari, Chloe Zhao for Nomadland, and Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Women, which is another one that I've heard good things about. Um, 
but I literally I know nothing about it. I know Carrie Mulligan's in it. Um, it's on Netflix as well. I'm sure. I think I put. Is it? On it? Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, I'll get that one watched as well then. Uh, then I we're going. Either. Best actress we've got Via- <laughs> Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andrew Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday, which was she won for the Golden Globes. Uh, yeah. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, which again, good good performance. That, uh, that one I have seen. Pr- Frances McDormand for Nomadland, Car- Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Women, and for Supporting Actress. I didn't intend to do that, the Supporting Actress or the Supporting Categories, just because I wanted to keep it to the, you know, quite tight in the, the main ones, but then I accidentally wrote down the whole of the Supporting one, Supporting Actress without realising, thinking it was the main one, uh, which I had quite a chuckle about because I thought that Maria Bak- Bakalova from Borat's subsequent movie film had been nominated for Best Actress. <laughs> but... <laughs> but uh, uh, that's a wild one that is a wild one best supporting actress for Bora I don't think that's as out there as uh, because apparently that film was fucking popular apparently lots of people liked it I just didn't get the memo no uh, same I think that I think her and um, I don't know a lot of people are talking about Glenn Close but I don't know I don't know Hellbilly aye Glenn Close for Hellbilly Elegy Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yu Jung Yun for Minari. Can uh, I just say, I don't think, actress in a leading role, I think you can take Frances McDormand out. I don't think they're giving her three Oscars. And a, Be, uh, purely based from a political standpoint, I, I think it'll go to someone else. Because that is that is the way people think in, in the Academy. Oh, they, they got an Oscar last year, so I'm not giving them this year. That was, it's kind of like when Leo got his, it was kind of like his sympathy one. Yeah. Almost, so I don't know, think like... that I don't think in, a, in a, a year where they're pushing for, you know, inclusion and stuff, they'll give it to a mm. former winner. I think mm. it'll be, a lot of these will be new, like first-time Oscar winners, I think, for the big ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for best... Actor, we had Riz Ahmed, Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman posthumously for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. That's one I'll need to watch now. I didn't know he was the main character though. I thought Viola Davis was, or is it like a duo? I don't know. Uh, you know, yeah, seen on either. Netflix as well, actually. Yeah. Isn't it? Um, <laughs> we're sitting here going like, ah, oh, mate, can't see anyone. <laughs> just like slowly, ah, they're on Netflix. Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gal- Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Yoon for Ma- Minari. Again, I keep saying it. The boy Glenn, the pizza delivery boy from The Walking Dead, is now an Oscar nominee, which is completely wild. I think it's got to be between him and Chadwick Boseman. I think the race. I think I think him and Riz Ahmed so far just going by like I know we're literally saying about films we haven't seen, but it's like I get like you're saying it's not just a. a it's like you think about like the. It's almost like the momentum that needs to be built up for these movies. Yeah. And the, the, the campaigning behind seeing it. Seeing that, like, when was the last time someone who was nominated posthumously didn't win? True. That, that, award? that as, like, callous as it sounds, is, like, major kind of points towards Bozeman getting the award, I yeah. think. Um, so we'll just need to see. Then we had... This This one is, is causing a bit of a stir as the best supporting actor because we have Sasha Baron Cohen... Uh, Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami, uh, Paul Racky, Rachie, I have never looked at the pronunciation uh, for Sound of Metal, and then we have Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. However, Lakeith Stanfield was put forward by Warner Brothers for the leading best actor, and they put him into the supporting actor. 
Oh, really? Although he is technically the main character of that movie. Because I think that Daniel Kaluuya, although he's in, like, he is meant to be, like, well, Lakeith is, or is meant to be the Judas, and Daniel Kaluuya might be the Black Messiah, but, like, it is his story because he is, you know, caught for petty theft or whatever, like, trying to steal a car, and he's strong-armed by the FBI to get information and, and infiltrate the Black Panthers. So... I think that, like, a lot of people just saying, like, oh, what, so Judas and the Black Messiah doesn't have a lead character then? Because right. they've just put him, and that does seem weird to me. Like, what what had to be put in? Like, I think, what, what? hey, it might be political. It might be they think that the, the, the race for leading actors already won. So they think Could that be. the I best wonder if... chance to win it is supporting. See, I just, I just found it weird because I know that it's like when, when these characters are put or sorry these performances are put in for certain categories it isn't a case of like here's our movie you decide what it goes into they have to submit them for specific ones and for them to get put into one that they didn't submit them for seems a bit weird and i'm wondering which out of the five on the best leading actor was the one that pushed him down potentially because there had to be a point if he's getting submitted for leading actor there had to be a point where he was like in the mix to see who if he's getting in there, I think if you're looking at that, it's got Gary Oldman to me. I just like I don't think he should be like from the yeah, performance I saw. There was nothing special about it, in in my opinion. He's not even nominated for a BAFTA. Was he not? No. But that's just like we. It's a bit of a cliche by this point. But Hollywood likes Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I see going by the supporting role. I think Sasha Baron Cohen's going to be tough to beat. I th- I, didn't he, he won he won I'm sure for the Golden Globe for Trial of mm-hmm. Chicago 7 mm-hmm. could it and could be I, I would be I don't know I don't think he's nominated for a BAFTA either I can't remember but I don't think he was I'm not sure um, one th- other thing I noticed this year is that they only had 8 movies I think 4 or 5 wait 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, what? 6, 7 8 as in like for best picture am I missing oh, I something meant, uh, there's only 8 movies nominated for Oscars in total <laughs> so <laughs> I thought you meant I, hold up a second. I feel like have I missed one? Oh shit promising young woman <laughs> I'd like give me a wee second to check this I'm, I'm like have I have I missed I was looking I had it on like a list can I like, just say though, for film editing, I think there's been a a massive snuff of um, Spike Lee's The Five Bloods because I think it had tremendous editing, and it is not nominated for a film editing Academy Award. Yeah, that was that was. I also that was another one people were getting at uh, Delroy Lindo for his role, yeah. and I think that is one of the ones that's a bit more like Oscar usual to me um but it yeah. was it was good he was like completely captivating i've like just started playing music on my computer and everything um <laughs> yeah sorry so promising young woman was included i have clearly just missed that when i was typing this up i don't know why i type it up rather than just like copying and pasting it from a different place i like to make it difficult for myself like that yeah but there we go let me see one two three one two three uh, so i eight in total aren't there usually like nine or ten there can be up to 10 for best picture, yeah. Do you know what dictates what they do, when it's 10, when it's 8? 
don't. I think it just comes down to the number of votes films get. Maybe I'm not. I'm not entirely sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that seems like a weird one. Because it but... used to be five, and then in like 2013 or something, they bumped it up to ten. Mm-hmm. Or you can have as many as ten, which I think. I don't know. I think it just gives more prestige to films that don't not don't deserve it. But when you had five, that was the definitive five best films of the year. You had to choose five, and then there was like it, there was that kind of air of prestige that came with being an Oscar nominated for best picture. Now, if you've got ten films, I get that there's more films being made and more films released, but I think it kind of takes the, the that that wee slight edge away from the movie. I think One of ten. I think it is a big commercial thing as well though because aren't there isn't there money stuff involved in like the campaigning and all this like to get to get into the oscars plus you think of uh <laughs> you slap you slap nominee let alone winner of any oscar and your movie is getting a, a big bump yeah. in the money it'll be making because we we'd said before like the revenant came and went at our cinema until it got nominated for Best Picture and then Leo got Best Actor eventually. It came and stayed and was filled every time after the fact, not before. So that's, that is, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe that's part of it, like pumping money back into, into the industry by like letting it be, you know, if we nominate more of these films, that's 10 films instead of five that are going to see big boosts and then come more like fill out our cinemas. Because at the end of the day, without cinemas, without these movies coming out, the Oscars is nothing as well. But that's a bit tin hat theorist to me, conspiracy theory <laughs> to, for my liking. Um, but I, I mean, do you have anything else you want to put in for the Oscars here? Any, Not any particularly. Anything else you're wanting to put in that you would have liked to have seen? I can't, I can't think of a single thing <laughs> to be honest. I haven't seen anything. I, I know we were. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the thing. I just haven't seen anything. I did. Um, even looking at cinematography, I don't understand why Trial of Chicago Seven's nominated. Um, it's like a courtroom. I was trying to see, I'm trying. To, I don't think Ten is nominated for a single thing. It's uh, VFX. It got VFX. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. I don't. Does that include why. practical effects now? Aye, uh, that does. That is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It will prob. What do you? Are, have you got them up in front of you right now? Yeah. So it's Ten. The one and only Ivan, never heard of it. That's Mulan, the monkey one with Brian Cranston. The Midnight Sky and Loving Monsters. That's going to turn it. That's going or to Mulan. It. Or Mulan. What's Mulan got? Oh, nothing. <laughs> what? Not saying that there aren't visual effects in the movie. I'm just saying, what's it got that's Oscar worthy for visual effects? I'd say a lot. No. Just going by the trailer. <laughs> Aye. No, mate, I've watched the movie. It's absolutely no, 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 no. It's all right. I mean, it's not bad. They look good to like a obviously like a two hundred million dollar movie degree, but like there's nothing that makes you go, oh wow, like that's kind of thing. And like as much as I didn't like Tenet, Tenet has those bits messing around with like the the visual mm. and practical effects of the movie. I think I think it's a sure nah. for that to be honest. I think the best practical effects are the ones you don't notice and, and Mulan had stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think was practical effects and I think those are the type of films that are turning the tide in the, in the Oscars which is what Christopher Nolan's usually really good at mm. you don't realise that you're watching you know effects but... Aye, well that that's kind of part of the thing it's like defining what he'd done in camera and what wasn't you know I think I yeah. think that's why he'll he'll take something like that. But um aye, this is this is getting on. It's supposed to be short ones, but of course 
Oscars, it's big boy time. So yeah, we will be we'll be covering the Oscars in the week before and the week of uh, when they come up at the end of April. Obviously, we'll be hoping to see uh, more of the films. Start a week, we should start a wee Patreon uh, <laughs> Aaron, Aaron and Brian's Oscar fund so we can at least bloody watch them <laughs> when they all come out on, on demand but um, I was going to say hopefully the cinemas will be open by that point but <laughs> that's funny <laughs> mate that's not happening but um, no. yeah is that you get anything else to add? ain't got nothing other than <laughs> I'm predicting that Zack Snyder's Justice League isn't going to be as good as everybody thinks it's going to be well we'll, we'll be back we'll be back to talk about that next uh not the friday coming but the, the following friday which will be about a week and a bit after the justice zack Snyder's justice league came out are you buzzing mate because i'm a wee bit buzzing no i'm not um i'm gonna watch it as objectively as possible and i'm not gonna fall into the trap of comparing it to joss whedon's movie so I'm gonna, I'm gonna have that, a standard as well. That's what makes it interesting to me, though, because I feel like it's also insight into that's what, what went give, wrong. No, but with that's what gives you a, like a springboard to boost off of, because you're like, oh, that film's terrible. So if this film's better, that means this film's amazing. Whereas if you just watch it as its own thing, you can be like, ah, eh, and watch it objectively. Yeah. So maybe, maybe I have actually avoided watching Justice League again. I, I was tempted to watch it on the run up to this, but I think I'm going to maybe go back after the fact like kind of half watch it because it was terrible but anyway uh thanks for joining us everyone we will be back on friday we're talking about unexpected gems we've got a couple of surprise movies up our sleep. well we're bringing a movie each i know what brian's is he doesn't know what mine's is mine's is going to be an absolute hoot if you want to keep <laughs> updated on the show follow us at the film aspect on twitter where we post news uh updates polls and new episodes and all that kind of stuff that's at the film aspect tell your mates leave a review on apple Podcasts. we're also available on spotify and a bunch of other ones if you you know just type in the film aspect we may or may not be there but we probably will so thanks for listening and we'll see you next week bye bye